passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. How are you? Welcome to another episode of Ramblings with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I am Doc Holliday. Y'all heard me a couple of days ago, Super Bowl Sunday. Had to do a show after the game, man. It was so exciting. Had to pop off. My, my guy, Isaac, my bro, brother Isaac was at the game, so he couldn't join me, but he's joining me now because it's Tuesday, two days after the game. And Isaac Bruce, what's happening, bro? Hey, what's going on, Doc? I think we're still champions, man. Two days after the big game. Uh, you talk about a lot of energy in the building. Uh, you know, cast of characters, stars. Uh, but none bigger than, than the football players on the field, man. I mean, just a great event, great game. Uh, uh, it went down to the wire like a lot of people thought it would. Uh, you know, fortunately, the strongest offensive line prevailed in this matchup, man. And and they belong to the Los Angeles Rams. And talking about the game, man, man, we got it done. 23 to 20, man. Matthew Stafford, bro. I'm watching. I'm like, okay, this is what it was for. Jalen Ramsey, this is why you here. This is why they gave up so much to get you. Uh, we win the ball game, bro. But, you know, talk about the play of Matthew Stafford, man. Because I'm watching that, 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 that drive. We went 15 plays when we had to have it. And I said, okay. Before it started, I said, okay, Mr. Two first rounders and Jerry Goff in the third round. What you gonna do? You going you gotta show me some. And bro, he showed me some, bro. He put it put together yeah. 59, 15 play, I think 79 yard drive, bro, with the touchy. Talk about how impressed you are with how Matthew Stafford performed, man. Well, well, Doug, I think if there were uh, any questions about Matthew Stafford, they were answered once again. Um, you know, I think, you know, earlier this season, he showed us uh you know, when we played Baltimore, you know, just his grit, his his grind, his ability to hang in there and push his team towards the victory. Uh, he did it again on Sunday, man. He was, uh, he was, uh, uh, it was special. I mean, that last drive that was special. I think it'll go down uh, as far as the Super Bowl, Super Bowl is concerned. It's one of those uh, great Super Bowl drives or postseason drives. I mean, because there was a lot done in that drive and you know he him finding cooper cup time and time again and uh him throwing no look passes uh things of that nature so it's one of those drives that i think will go down in, in history as far as the super bowl is concerned and just to see it happen 
like I was, I was as a football fan, man, I was really pleased to see it uh, transpire and just finish and just come to that ending the way it did. How was the, what was the mood and what was the energy in the stadium, man, uh, before that drive started? Because we needed, we needed something to happen, bro. I mean, a lot of good, a lot of yeah. good things happened on that drive, but what was the mood in the stadium and the atmosphere at the beginning of that drive? Like, okay, okay, we, 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 we got to do some. Well, it was a sense of restlessness Doc, by, by both set of fans. Let's just, let's just have it this way, Doc, with all of these offensive, uh, stars that were on the field that day you know most of the week we didn't talk about how these defenses would perform against each other and doc i gotta say these two both defenses were sensational and for for for, for that being said man we gotta jump right into aaron donald man i just yeah. gotta say aaron donald's name oh, yeah. on this show uh 45 times you know if i miss a couple times you you fix it up doc but Aaron Donald took over this football game. And when when you talk about the 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 how it was in the game, were 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 the fans emotional? Were we excited? Were we restless? Yes, we were all that. But when Aaron Donald started taking over this football game, like only a few people in this league that could ever have ever played have done, he shut it down. Now he shut it down. I mean, it, it's like when he got into that little skirmish on the sideline, I said to myself, it's best to let sleeping dogs lie because when he took an elbow to the to that to the face or whatever after he pushed out Joe Burrow, which was a legal hit, yes. it, that was it. I think he just said, "Okay, here it is. Right now, you want it, you about to get it." And uh, he went pit, old Pittsburgh style and just really started wrecking shot, man. And uh, for two weeks in a row, we had that one week in between uh, the Super Bowl and the NFC Championship. He has shut down both games with a sack. A walk-off sack is what I call it, and shut the game down completely. Hey, hey, hey you you saying the same thing I said, man? Because people don't understand, bro. When you when you especially when you're a football player on that level, you have a certain level of intensity and focus and concentration, and I can only imagine in a game like that. But when you add infuriating rage with that, you're asking <laughs> a different kind of monster, bro. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, hold on, bro. Did you, did you, did y'all just hit that dude? When they hit him, I said, also, it's a rap for y'all, bro. It is a, it is an effing rap for y'all because he don't want to hit no, he don't want to hit no defensive line shifts, calls. He don't care nothing about none of that. He finna beat the, he finna beat the hell out of y'all, bro. And that's exactly happened. Uh, and that's exactly what happened, man. To see him come in and make a play like he, it's the same damn, it's the, no, it's the same thing he did against the 49ers. Joe, I mean, Joe Burrow threw the damn ball up just like Garoppolo. You know what I'm saying? He got swung around. He just didn't get picked. But, hey, Aaron Donald was my pick to win Super Bowl MVP. I understand why they gave it to Cooper Cup. But, bro, to me, Aaron Donald should have been been MVP of that Super Bowl, bro. Well, I don't understand why they gave it to Cooper Cup. I mean, Cooper Cup had a a good game, but it wasn't Cooper Cup-esque. Aaron Donald was the best player on the football field, man. And he showed that by far. He was double team, triple team, coming through. He, it, Doc, tell me the last time you seen a player double team with a chip. So, so you you explain chip to our fans what that means. But when you double team a guy and still have to chip this guy before you release and go out and do your thing as a running back, man, that's special, man. That's a special type of player. 
that commanded a whole lot of attention and still came out with a dominant performance, man. That's that's MVP written all over it, if you ask me. Man, for, hey, hey, and seriously, you know, I mean, the reason why, because, he, you know, Cooper Cup catches the back shoulder touchdown. It was a beautiful pass, beautiful catch. But Isaac said, explain the chip to y'all. before. I, I, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to explain what a chip is. I'm going to share a story. Playing for the St. Louis Rams, we played in 1996. We played the Green Bay Packers. So we watching, we watching game, we watching game, we watching uh, in the running back room. We watching game film. We just so happened been watching coaching scout, scout. Uh, uh, but they was the the Lions. So of course we running backs. We 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 getting caught up watching Barry Sanders do work. But the 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 object of it to see what the Green Bay defense was doing. You know they had the great Reggie White, Santana Dodson, that D line. You know what I'm saying? They had those linebackers. Uh, but the chip was, and I, I, I still remember uh, Johnny Rowland said, look, if uh, on the end, y'all going to have to stay in if Reggie White, not if, but when he wins, you got to chip. So a chip, <laughs> you got to look around like, okay. But anyway, a chip is when, when, like, say Aaron Donald's getting blocked. He's beating his man. The running back will stay in to chip him, which means he's going to chip him. You either you kind of want to get him on his weak shoulder. You chip him. So you hit him in the shoulder to kind of stop his momentum from getting to the quarterback. So you got to stay in. So that's what a chip is. And a linebacker, you just got to stand there and pick up the blitz. But a chip is the defensive lineman or the defensive end is already getting blocked. But even when you're going out to your route, Chip his ass before you get to the to the chip your ass before you get out to the flat uh as you leave in the backfield. So that's what a chip is. So Aaron Donald went through all that. He went through all them double teams and all that, all those chips. And bro, I mean, just the fact that he he dominated the game, but I mean that last that last play should have been a sack too. But anyway, bro, to make a play when you need when, when you're supposed to make a play, Isaac, my man can talk a good game, but a lot of times. Cats don't step up like when they supposed to step up. So, but he stepped up when he was supposed to step up. He truly, like you said, he truly is the star of that ball game, bro. Yeah, he, he stepped up in a tremendous way, Doc. I mean, when he, he was gathering so much attention by the Cincinnati Bengals offense, their offensive line, I'm sure, you know, it must have been a sleepless week for their offensive coordinator, Zach Taylor, man, their head coach. So, I mean, Aaron Donald, uh, you know, if he were to walk away from the game today, I know there's been rumors out there that, you know, that might have been his last game. But, Doc, I can truly say he has satisfied me. He satisfied himself if he were to walk away. But I don't think it would be true. But he, he was a dominant force. I mean, I think the only thing left for him to do now is to come back and try and to defend his title. So he has a Super Bowl ring, uh, three-time defensive player of the year multiple Pro Bowls, multiple All-Pros, truly a first ballot Hall of Famer. And Doc, the dude looks like he's well under 300 pounds, but his leverage and everything that he brings to the table, man, that motor that he has, unmatched by anything I've seen, man. Man, and it's not just, the, you know, it's the motor, it's all of that, bro, but Doc, you got to be strong as hell, bro, because when they had that that third and one, I think Samar J. Piran, yeah. Aaron Donald was literally getting blocked, dog. Yeah. He was getting blocked. He knew it was a run play, so he just didn't really bull rush. He stood big dude up. 
And he snatched the running back with one arm, bro, and stopped his momentum, dog. I said, man, this is a different kind of dude, bro. I think they should, you know, they should induct him to the Hall of Fame. Well, they should have inducted his ass into the Hall Ooh. of Fame as soon as the game was over. You know what I'm saying? That would be so, good. Yeah. Man, yeah. I mean, damn, I'll forget yeah. all that, man, waiting until somebody five years. Man, induct him. If they're a Hall of Fame, induct him while they still playing, bro. Shoot, if that's what, <laughs> man, for real, dog. Now, I think about how good that would be. Like, damn, this Hall of Fame was out there straight still balling. Now, cats want to go see it. Where they go, jacket, man, to the game. But anyway, bro, yeah, AD, man, uh, uh, I hope he doesn't walk away. But if he does, I totally understand. But Isaac, you understand this, man. Both he, he talking about retiring, man. He's done. And and Sean McVay saying this might be his last year, too. But talk about – cats don't understand. When you put that much work in for as long as you have done it, you got mental pressure on you. You got emotional pressure on you. Sometimes you may be speaking because when you're in the moment, you're tired as hell. You're like, man, I am done with this. So maybe a couple of months away from it help you refresh and help you miss it. Well, without a doubt, Doc, I mean, what you're talking about, especially when you're on a team that goes as deep into the playoffs as the Rams have these past couple of years, and you probably have one month really to vacation, you know, just completely get away from football. Football is a year-round sport now, not only for the players, but for the coaches as well. Doc, they're getting ready to start looking at their draft boards and see what's on the board, see where they can draft, who they can draft. So you need head coaching input. Uh, a player like Aaron Donald, you want to ask his input because you want to know if, if this guy fits, your, fits our culture, if he can come in and help us. So out of respect, you, you want to ask him. So it's hard to get away from it, Doc. And, you know, uh, thank God we make the kind of money that we make to put us in a position to, uh, to, to make those choices, to be, you know, to accept the freedom that, 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 that it provides. So, um, you know, it's a year-round sport. And, and man, you can, you can get – you can have it up to your forehead, man, and want to be and do some other things and be stress-free. Stress and they have that ability to do that. So I can see Aaron Donald returning, uh, taking that break and trying to come back and defend the title. And at the same time, man, I can see Sean McVay. I mean, they say he goes 100 miles per hour, Doc. I mean, he has the, he's, he's the head coach of a football team, a Super Bowl head coach now. And he has to control everything on that offense, including the other three phases of the game. So um, maybe he goes, goes away, takes a break like Dick Vermeil did. Dick Vermeer walked away for 14 years, 14 year spans, and came back to coach again. So I can understand it, Doc. It's about all about refreshing and uh, getting back up to the point where you can think clearly. And talk about Sean McVay and his offensive game plan. I, I, I kept hearing, I mean, I heard broadcasting and announcers say, Sean McVay in, inexplicably sticking to the run game. It, it, it wasn't inexplicable to me because that's part of their success. And I talked about it. The Rams have to run the ball, bro. Even though it wasn't effective, even though they ended up averaging less than two yards a carry. But I said that even if they're averaging two yards a carry, they have to run the ball because that's a part of their offense. That's how they win games. And when they run the ball a certain amount of the time, their chances are going up. Their chances of winning goes up. So got to give it to the Cincinnati Bengals defensive line. They won't give it up anything in the run game, but you got to give it to Sean McVay as well because he didn't pull away from the run game. He continued to run. I think we ended up with, I think, less than 60 yards rushing, 20-some carries or something like that. I mean, that was uh, 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 
Yeah, they was they were stopping the run, but he committed to the run. Talk about Sean McVay's offensive game plan and him being focused and disciplined to doing what he knew they needed to do, even though what they needed to do wasn't getting it done, but it eventually got it done. Well, you're talking about two offenses that are mirror images of each other, man. I mean, these guys come from the same coaching tree, and both offenses look very similar. I mean, I think Cincinnati may have ran the ball just a little bit better than we did, yeah. but, you know, they were pressed to run it. But the, the the Rams, we didn't get away from that run game, and I'm glad that they didn't either, Doc, because it was setting up other things, man. Yes. Um, you know, it, 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 I think it would have ran a little bit more smoothly had we not lost OBJ to a knee injury. And, Doc, this game could have been – I mean, it could have been a 14-point game had OBJ not going out. So I think the offense, we were doing what we came in this game to do, you know, pepper them with the run, run heavy play action pass, boot, and shoot the ball down the field. So I think it was going well right up until OBJ went out, man. And then when that happened, uh, we kind of stuck with it and kind of put most of the game, I'll say 75 to 78% of the game, into Matthew Stafford's hand. And he got it done, man. And that's what I also didn't understand. I said, what the hell did I expect him to do, bro? What, what you want him to do? OBJ is gone. We didn't have Tyler Higgins. Yeah. Kendall Blanton, his, 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 uh, his replacement, his backup, he was hurt. What you expect him to do because because now Cooper Cup is getting double teamed. He's getting either yeah. getting double teamed or he's getting bracketed. We don't have any other receivers that the Bengals are really afraid of. So what you expect him to do? He just can't be chalking the ball. Well, I guess he can because that last drive, you're like, man, damn, this Cooper, you getting it, dog. You getting it regardless. But the whole game plan, you couldn't <laughs> do that. So you know, uh, I you know I ain't on it. I mean, I just salute to Sean McVay for continuing to do what he did. Uh, uh, but, you know, salute to the Bengals as well and Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase for even getting there. But Raheem Morris, bro, look, yeah. look are they talking about Raheem Morris enough? You said it. Bengals defensive coordinator, I don't know what your name is, but I don't, I don't care, bro. You know what I'm saying? Raheem Morris, he did a great job of, ho of holding that high-powered Bengals offense down. Now, T. Higgins did get a 75-yarder. He, you know, he did. Uh, you that know, was he, beautiful. It, that it, was it, beautiful. What, the 75 yarder? Oh, it was beautiful. Tell me why it was, it was beautiful. beautiful. I mean, you know, because he snatched oh, my man's face mask. Why was it? I mean, why was it beautiful, uh, Mr. Receiver? Uh, from a wide receiver standpoint, yeah. that's what you want. You got one-on-one -on, -one on, on the outside versus a person that a lot of people call the best corner in the league. And when that ball goes up, it's a 50-50 ball, and you snatch the ball. Your defender falls down, and you can stroll into the end zone. Oh, uh, that was beautiful, man. I was, uh, you know, I applauded it, you know, kind of under the table, but it was a beautiful <laughs> thing to see. Kind of reminded me of my my Super Bowl touchdown. You know? Yeah, yours was better than that, bro. I mean, yours was better than that, bro. You, 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 you the, the ball was underthrown. You had to stop your momentum, come back and get it, then outrace some cats. Yours, yours was better than that, bro, because you were, it, it was another dude over there with you too. So you, the, the ball was underthrown. You wouldn't got it. You know, it, it, it that don't compare, Isaac. I'm sorry, but. You know, and Taylor Rams, I'm, I'm, I mean, Jay, Jay, I, I, I like his confidence, but he got his ass tagged a couple of times, bro. You know what I'm saying? I know he glad because I'm talking to him like if he has real friends who who are close, who who has been showing him love and showing him how good he is. If he has real friends, real friends be like, yeah, yeah, bro, congratulations. But hey, mother got your ass a couple of times, dog. He might get mad and scream back. He got tagged a couple of times. 
But I don't call Jay Ramsey the best uh, cornerback in the league, but he's good. But you're right, bro. I mean, I saw it. I was like, damn, dog. That's that's really uh, you're you're on the stage. You're on the island now. Just just y'all too. Y'all on y'all on the island. Spotlight there, and he just he just got you. I don't care how you say he got you. He got you, bro. So you got to answer for that. But yeah, man. But uh, Raheem Morris did a good job. He had a nice game plan. He said, look, we're not gonna let these dudes get behind us. We're not gonna do it. Y'all, you can throw it underneath, and when you throw it underneath, we're gonna tackle you. And he did that. Now Jamar Chase made a dog, that damn can I hit that catch he made on Jalen Ramsey. To me, that was that was more impressive than what T. Higgins hit him with the 75 yarder because you know Jalen Ramsey with that big dog just one-handed that joint. But just talk about the job Raheem Morris did, man, holding that Bengals uh offense uh to what he held him. Well, truly a high part uh offense, man. Um, but you know. You know, forcing them to throw the ball underneath, uh, really keeping the cap on the defense. But then when you got that pass rush the way we have, Doc, I mean, that that adds that adds times two to anything that you go out there to do. So um, I think it kind of fooled Joe Burrow a couple of times with the coverages. You know, he's still being a young guy, but um, there's nothing more. There was nothing bigger than the pressure that was being applied by our front seven, our front four. Uh, we really didn't have to blitz Joe Burrow. So like we talked about, when you can get pressure with a four-man rush and drop seven back, you know, you make those windows a little tighter. And Raheem Morris came up with a good game plan, man, and, and it forced Joe Burrow to do some things. Not only Burrow, but the entire Cincinnati Bengals offense to do some things that they didn't want to do. I'm sure they wanted to be run heavy, really get mixing in the game. We didn't see uh, a lot of the screens that they were used to running. So um, I mean, we probably took that out of the game from them, but Raheem Morris did a great job, man. I mean, he should be coming up. I don't know if there are any more uh, head coaching spots left, but, uh, you know, here in the near future, he should be coming up for one of those spots. Yeah, he got that melanin, though, man. They probably ain't going to look at him. That's just, that's, just how, that's just how it is, bro. You know what I'm saying? But he, he's, he's definitely deserving of a spot, just like many other magically melanated men are deserving of the spot. Yeah, you talked about we didn't see them, them screens for the Bengals because part of like, okay, Joe, I know we we, we like throw you throw your screens, but we're going to need your ass to stay at home, man, because uh, AD going to probably so, – so stand here, chip or, or chip and, and chip and support. Chip and support. Don't worry about the screens, man, because <laughs> – even though they had Joe Burrow throwing that thing, uh, he uh, he was throwing, he was going two and three step drops. I don't think he did too many four and five step drops, bro. He was letting that thing go. So he they really didn't, they were like, man, we don't need to get this dude too much time. But Mixon, I understand, bro, you want the screen, but now nah, we need you to stay, stay here in the back, man, because we need you to help clean up on aisle three because 99 is coming through here and 99 got, he's 99 problems, man. But I'm just glad that, that we are Super Bowl champions again. Uh, Atmosphere after the game. How was the party, bro? I mean, I mean, you probably didn't party, but I mean, you, you know, you probably did. But just being a part of this new this new wave of Super Bowl champion Rams, just how was that, Ice? Well, I'm sure it was good, Doc. I mean, I felt like the party was the Super Bowl game itself, man. That's what I meant at, yeah. at the game, yeah. not the parties. At the game, <laughs> not the parties. I know you ain't partying, but at the game, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Damn the party. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was awesome, Doc. I mean, it, uh, just just being at the Super Bowl with a vested interest with with, your, with my Rams being in the game, um, it, it was special, Doc. I was glad to see them in the game. It was, although they were the, considered the uh, the road team, it had that homey atmosphere. You know, I guess the announcer 
at the stadium really didn't get the message because there were a lot of imagery on the screen, a lot of whose house is this uh, being yelled when the Rams are on offense and defense. So uh, it was special, man. It was, it was a Super Bowl game, but kind of when you sit down and watch it, it, it felt just like a regular game other than when the confetti and everything started coming down and, and you saw the podiums being built and everything. So it reminded you that you are at the Super Bowl. And, I'm, and, 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 and let me say this for the people who, who may not understand. Now, they will tell you it's a neutral, it's supposed to be a neutral site. The Bengals were the home team. The Rams were. Let, let, let me scoop y'all into something. Now, Isaac said, you know, the imagery was Rams, whose house, the announcer. They probably used the Rams announcer, who you know, so far announcer. So uh, for everybody that's, that do you don't y'all you do y'all do understand if you're listening that the. The NFL understands that L.A. is a lot bigger market than Cincinnati. The money in L.A. is a lot more money than it is in Cincinnati. So they want everybody in L.A., all those big money, uh, quote unquote, stars to feel comfortable and happy cheering for their team. So, uh, hell, if if the announcer didn't get the memo, the NFL probably didn't give him a memo. They were just like, do what you do. We just gonna make it seem like it's you know it's a neutral site because it wasn't no neutral site, man. Hell, the Rams playing at, at the crib. I, I wonder what they able to use their own locker rooms. Did you ever find that out? I <laughs> I didn't find that one out, oh. man. A little bit more investigative and reporting, man. We'll we'll find that out. It don't matter. Yeah, they still won. Hell, they could have been getting dressed in the, in, in the in the in the parking lot. They still won the game. But the Los Angeles Rams are Super Bowl fifty six champions. World champions, best team in football, man. You know, uh, anything else you want to add before we get out of here? I... Yeah, just congratulations to the guys, man. I mean, it's a long fault season. Uh, we're talking about a Super Bowl champion that, uh, you know, that has five losses this year, Doc. Imagine that, man, five losses. Uh, we played an opponent that had, what, seven, seven, seven. losses this yep. year. So so uh, the NFL has changed once again, man. It, it has slipped. But uh, for these guys to go through a 17-game season, uh, uh, a, a very exciting postseason, man. A lot of close football games in the end. Uh, quarterback dominant, offensive dominant, and then to have these defenses step up the way they did in the Super Bowl. You got to love the referees, man. They always swallow the whistles, uh, <laughs> you know, during the Super Bowl, man, and just let guys play. So um, you got to like that part of it too, man. So congratulations to the – the Los Angeles Rams, uh, the Ramley, uh, all over the country, man. It's a great game, great day to be a Los Angeles Ram. And for everybody that's writing and talking about, now what with the Rams? They don't have a first-round pick until 2024. They may be, look, man, damn that talking to next week, man. Get, get the Rams <laughs> a week of being Super Bowl champion. Start that BS up next week. Catch us love to hate. I mean, as soon as the game is over, the odds for next year, damn, can, can, we, can we get through this night? So – all you you people, talk about that next week. Let the Rams enjoy this whole week. Now you can talk about, but damn, y'all gave up a whole bunch to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, they did, but they won the Super Bowl. But anyway, that's going to do it for another great edition of Ramblings with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.